Hello there and welcome to the Challenge to Change podcast. My name is Hazel and this podcast episode has been recorded on behalf of ANSA Environmental Services. Thank you for listening. To find out more about ANSA, um, please visit ansa.co.uk. So I want to um, share an episode with you that tracks back to an episode that was released in January of this year and it was um, Ethical Wins for 2023 and that was episode 19. So I want to kind of reflect that episode, um, refresh our memories on some of the content in there and also add in some ideas. So Before I do this, before we dive into the episode, I want to share a quote with you all. The earth is what we all have in common. Now, of course, it sounds obvious um, and obviously those words are quite short, but I think no less poignant uh, for being so few words. Um, And they were shared by Wendell Berry, who is an American novelist, poet, essayist, environmental activist, cultural critic and farmer. Now, before I saw these words, I was not aware of Wendell Berry. Berry, rather. <laughs> um, if you have heard of him, if you're familiar with his works, then please do comment um, on this podcast and let me know. So, as I say, I think those words are are poignant because it serves as a reminder really that sometimes we may see ourselves as being very different to other people but that is you know the earth is something that we do all have in common and I think sometimes we may take it for granted we just sort of think of it well it's, it's just there you know we don't we don't even think about the existence of it really and I think it is important to do that and to connect with the earth and recognise how important it is uh, our shared home. So moving into all the tips that I want to share with you. The first one is this and I have talked about this again on a, on a more recent episode as well as episode 19. Um, if you um, have a central heating system in your house, why not try turning down your thermostat by one degree? So if you normally have your thermostat set, set to 20 degrees, why not try turning it down to 19? Generally speaking, by reducing your thermostat by one degree, you won't really feel a difference. Um, it's something that you can get used to quite quickly, assuming, of course, you are fit, healthy and well. If you're not, then I would suggest not making those changes. Um, but assuming you're fit, healthy and well, why not try turning your thermostat down by one degree and see how you go? And of course, there will be a benefit to your heating bill as well as a benefit to the planet. The next tip that I want to share, I want to talk about pre-loved clothes. Now, as you know, I have talked about pre-loved or secondhand clothes on this podcast before, but I just want to kind of give you a little refresher here. Um, It is a really great way of saving money. And of course, there is the added benefit for the planet um, in terms of taking you out of the the fast fashion cycle. Um, If you buy the clothes from a charity shop, you're helping the charity shop. 
Um, there will be less carbon emissions associated, of course, with buying second hand. Um, and of course, it also reduces waste. If you are looking to buy pre-loved or second hand, consider buying locally as well. So consider if you can even walking to a local charity shop or local second hand shop to purchase the clothes in question. Of course, you can absolutely buy online as well, but you might want to consider the distance that the clothes have to travel to get to you. Some online um, shops do have carbon offsetting in place, so that might be something that you want to look into. So sticking with um, the things that we wear and perhaps image, um, the next tip that I want to share relates to nail varnish and this is um, ordinary nail, nail polish or nail varnish, not the gel polish um, that you can get. Um, so if you have nail varnish that you've had for a while and it's started to get quite gloopy, if that's the correct word, basically too thick to apply to your nail or nails, <laughs> what you can do is place a couple of drops or even just one drop um, of nail varnish remover into the nail varnish and, and if you give it a stir or very carefully with the lids secured on give it a shake this will thin down the product. Now a little note of caution here um, you might want to consider using a couple of coats of base coat before applying that um, thinned down nail varnish to your nails. Um, in general, I think it's probably reasonable to say that nail varnish is not terribly good for the health of our nails. Um, and certainly if you thinned it down with nail varnish remover, it may um, make it a little bit less good for our nails. Um, so put, put a couple of coats of uh, clear base coat down first before applying the um, the nail varnish, the thinned down nail varnish to your nails. And what you will do there um, is you will extend the life of your nail polish, obviously by making it, um, able, you know, you're able to use it again. Um, so that will, will, will reduce waste. And of course, you'll save money as well because you won't need to replace that nail varnish quite so quickly. So great idea there. If you are someone that wears makeup and perhaps you have lipstick that comes in a barrel, so I mean the kind of cylinder um, shaped lipstick, I'm indicating it with my hand here, but of course you can't see me. But uh, <laughs> So if you have that type of lipstick and the lipstick has got quite low, so it's become impossible or near on impossible to apply it accurately to your lips directly, why not use a lip brush to get that lipstick out? It perhaps sounds obvious and maybe this is something that you do already. And if you do, fantastic. Um, but if it's something that you've never thought of before, why not give it a try? In fact, by using a lip brush, you will be able to apply the lipstick more accurately anyway. And you do tend to get a better finish by applying lipstick in this way. But in terms of waste reduction, you are able to use your lipstick for far longer than you otherwise would be able to. And if, like me, you've experienced a situation where your nail varnish has somehow got squished into the lid of the nail varnish, I don't know if it's happened to you, but it's definitely happened to to me you can actually get that that lipstick I think I've just said nail varnish um, but I do mean lipstick um, you can get that lipstick out of the lid of the lipstick barrel 
So a really great tip there. And please remember, I was then referring to lipstick and not nail varnish. <laughs> so sticking with makeup tips, if you have makeup um containers that are now empty, many pharmacies will actually accept those for recycling. They do, I think, need to be empty. Obviously, check with your local store to see what conditions they have in place. But many of the larger uh, pharmacies do have, and maybe even smaller ones in your area. So so, so check with your local store and find out. Um, they do, many of them do offer makeup recycling but as i say i think in the majority of cases those makeup containers do need to be empty first so that's a really great way of recycling empty makeup containers um here in cheshire east um so for example um sort of a mascara barrel if that's the correct term you wouldn't be able to add that to your silver recycling bin because it's the wrong type of plastic and we're not able to recycle it at curbside and it may, may well be the case um, in the area that you live in so rather than throwing that empty makeup container into your ordinary household waste bin why not recycle it at your local pharmacist instead um, find out first before you before you go along and maybe try and combine your journey uh, with another reason um, to go out, particularly if you're going in your car to kind of share that that journey if we're thinking about carbon emissions. So again, thinking about um, donating, but a different item this time. Um, if you have food that you no longer um, want for some reason, maybe um, you've gone off it or maybe you've purchased the wrong thing. Um, maybe you have children and they've simply decided they no longer like this item. If it's unopened and in date, basically in the type of condition that you would be that you would buy it in, um, you can donate it to a food bank. Um, generally speaking, shops and supermarkets have an area uh, within them, uh, within their um, building that you can donate donate these items, um, or you can take it directly to the food bank itself. Another thing as well for sticking with uh, sticking with donating items. Remember, it's a really great thing to donate the clothes that you don't want to a local charity shop. If the clothes in question um, are not saleable, some charity shops will accept clothes um, and they then sell them on as rags. So check with your local charity shop um, if they do that. Many of them do, but of course, some of them don't. So another tip uh, to share with you all, um, although the weather uh, doesn't really lend itself to walking around, uh, depending on how uh, warm your coat is, where you can, why not consider avoiding the car or even avoiding public transport and get outside and walk, walk to your local shop, walk to work if you can, depending on your particular circumstances. It's a really, really great way to save money and reduce your carbon emissions. Now, as we know, it has very recently been Halloween, just a couple of days ago, as I'm recording this podcast. And if you have children, they may well have been out trick or treating. And 
it may well be that they've come back with far more sweets and chocolates than they can possibly ever handle, although I'm quite sure that they would tend to think that they could. Um, so if you have sweets and chocolates um, that the children don't like, why not eat them yourself if you're able to do so? Um, what you can also do instead is swap those sweets and chocolates with another family. So you can encourage your children to swap um, sweets and chocolates with their friends. Uh, that is actually something that my child does um, quite enthusiastically. For her, it's part of the fun of uh, trick-or-treating is, is swapping the items that she's not so keen on. So it works really well for her. So it might be something that will work well for you as well. Do remember as well that sweets and chocolates have a really, really long shelf life. They, they do last for absolutely ages. So as long as they haven't been soaked in rain, which I know can happen uh, when out trick-or-treating, so perhaps if you haven't done it this time, you might want to get them a sealed container or a container that they can place a lid on um, in between um, houses just to protect the sweets and chocolates from the elements. Uh, but uh, so that's something for next time. But assuming the sweets and chocolates haven't got soaked in rain, um, you can, you know, if they're just they've got water sort of damage on the outside and the contents within remain unspoilt. You can just give them a quick dry off and place them in a sealed container. However, obviously, if the contents has become completely soaked in rain, then obviously, unfortunately, they're probably not going to be suitable to eat, uh, which is a real shame. Um, but if it's just the outside of them that has got wet and that hasn't run through to the contents, give them a quick dry and place them in a sealed container. And in fact, as I've said, sweets and chocolates do last for a really long time, well, depending on how quickly you eat them, of course. Um, but it is helpful to put them in a sealed container to extend their life. So the other thing um, that you might want to consider as well, um, if you, as I say, if you have chocolates and sweets that you're not keen them, you could maybe give them to family members, so extended family members, depending, of course, on their particular circumstances. Um, again, if you have unopened in date sweets and chocolates, you may be able to donate them to food banks. It might be wise to ask them first. I think in general, most of them do accept chocolates but there may be a little bit of a question mark there on sweets so ask the question and see if you are able to donate those items um, the other thing that you can also you can do is perhaps consider giving these items away using a food waste app so again if you have quite literally or your child is quite literally bitten off more than they can chew when it comes to sweets and chocolates you may be able to donate them um, using a food waste app. A few more ideas to reduce waste when it comes to sweets and chocolates. You can stir them into ice cream or you can get creative in the kitchen and add them to cakes or cookies and you'll be able to find lots of great recipes online. Another idea is adding a couple of sweet treats to lunch boxes. So this might be children's lunch boxes or your own lunch box. Now, of course, 
sweets and chocolates aren't the most healthy of items so you might want to consider keeping the portions very small uh, so that uh, uh, teachers and, and, and other uh, staff within schools um, don't don't frown at you for uh, not adding healthy items to the lunchbox but if there's only a couple of uh, small sweet treats in there then it might not be so bad but if you don't want to do that for any reason why not add them to your own lunchbox again keeping in mind healthy eating of course so a few uh, refreshes there tracking back to that episode 19 that I've already mentioned but also lots of new information and new ways to reduce your waste to reduce your carbon emissions and to generally have a positive impact upon planet earth Thank you so much for listening and I look forward, of course, to checking in with you all again soon. Bye for now.